LIW Westworld Reviews, brought to you from a recording studio that's growing warmer and warmer by the second. Loitering in Wonderland, Westworld Review. Hello, citizens. I changed with the volumes. I don't know if it's going to sound better, hopefully. Today's episode is 105 of Westworld Come. Contrapasso? I don't I don't know what the fuck that means. I didn't bother to look it up beforehand. I'm Phoenix West. Welcome to LAW Westworld Review. Phoenix West World Review. I don't know what to call it yet. Um anyway, so this is episode seven. I saw this episode, I don't know, about a week and a half ago, and I've just been sitting on it and I even had my notes ready. So we'll see how this goes. I am I I haven't reread the notes yet. So we're gonna see where it takes us. And let me just say right now it is one seventeen in the morning. Um, just the wee hours before the election starts, election 2016, before we find out which terrible person is in ter- charge of our terrible country. And that's very exciting. You know, it's a, it's a real optimistic outlook on life. It's, it's, that's what I, that's what I bring to the table. So guys, I would like to, esca- uh, to escape this, this world that we li- that I would live in. Um, I would really like to escape to somewhere more simple, you know, somewhere, Somewhere more laid back. Somewhere where I can kill somebody and then rape their daughter. Somewhere like Westworld. Doesn't it sound magnificent? Just killing everybody and then raping them after. Or before. It doesn't matter. Do whatever you want. You can shoot a hole in the wall and fuck it if you want. Glory hole everything. It doesn't matter. Do whatever you want. Whatever you like. And you know what this costs you? You know what I just found out? I didn't hear this line of dialogue until a friend pointed it out. You know what I just realized? You know how much this costs per day? The movie, it costs $1,000 a day. And in, in Future World, the movie, it costs $1,200 a day. You know how much this fucking world costs? $40,000 a day. Forty goddamn thousand dollars a day. That is so much money. That's one decent, really, really good car. I don't want to say like expensive. That's one really good car per day. My house will be paid off after a couple days. I could, uh, I, I just, I just can't. I can't. Doing the math is so fucking, is just severely depressing in in every level. It's just, uh, it's, it's alarming. I just, I just makes me want to scream and. I know they're fictional characters, and this is a fictional world, and they spend way more than $40,000 per day on the episodes, but that's not really the point. That's bringing entertainment to me. This is doing nothing other than you get to fuck a robot, rub it, and then maybe murder her or him, whatever you want to do, rape whoever you want. There's even a kid robot. I think you can you can kill and rape the kid robot if you're, if you're really into that shit. I, don't know, I guess it's better that you do it there for $40,000 than you know, a real person. I don't know. I just I just can't imagine that price tag. And being uh, seeming worth it to me, it, it's. <sighs> I tried to think of what else they could offer you that would be that would make the price go up, but you really have everything you want right there. You have booze, you have, um, what you what you assume is is broads. I mean, they're robots, but you know, they're they're there. They look human. They act human. That's kind of the whole point of it. You get to murder somebody. I guess that's kind of where it comes in, and that's why it's mostly psychopaths who go here. Anyway, I haven't even cracked into this episode yet, and we'll find out what happens there, because I legitimately do not remember. So, I noticed a new animation in the beginning for the opening credits where they have some woman and then a skull face, and then she's riding on the horse. I don't know what the fuck that's supposed to be. I don't don't remember it before. Maybe it was there, but it really caught me off guard, and I was like, whoa, what the fuck was that? That was odd. 
So maybe that was just me. I don't know. I, you know what? It wasn't just me because my girlfriend noticed too. So fuck you. I'm right. I'm right. Regardless of fact, I'm trumping this conversation. So Ford is talking to the old robot. He has the guy from the crow. Um, I love that. Oh man, that his voice could make me come just hearing his voice. It's so magnificent. And I don't even get, like it's this it's this little growl without being annoying and like super old timey. It's just this genuinely awesome voice he has. But he's telling this robot about this greyhound he had as, had as a kid, and how his dad told him that it would like they would chase these paper rabbits or whatever around this track, and then that's all it did. And then one day it got loose, and then it chased down this cat, and it caught it, and it killed it, and it was just like. Now what do I do with my life? It's been trained so long to catch this thing, and it never could before because it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a real thing, and it was made to go around the track faster than the Greyhound could go. So now I love this idea where it's just like, all right, I caught it. It's like uh, people who reach for the stars, you know, you're going to burn yourself and whatever, reach for the sun, whatever the fuck the slogan, the slogan, who's running in as a slogan, whatever the fuck that, uh, the phrase is, uh, colloquy, whatever, that, I don't, I'm all over the place. Like I said, one in the morning, I'm kind of drunk. Oh, this is how the uh, Walking Dead, no, not Walking Dead, Jesus Christ, the uh, my Twilight Zone show, the early episodes were like so drunkenly awesome that I can't replicate it. But he basically is saying this dog, once he killed the cat, it was just like, I don't, I don't know what to do. Like, that was the thing. I, that's all I was supposed to do in life. And now I did it. And now what? And my life has no meaning is what he's saying. He's basically saying, like, human beings achieved, like, what they're supposed to do or what they think they're supposed to do. And now it's just like, I guess I'll fuck around. I guess I'll make robots and fuck around in the desert and fuck things and stab things and shoot things and whatever the fuck I need to do. I don't know. Blow shit up. What the fuck ever. I, um, this episode's very interesting to me. There's a lot of things going on, and I didn't quite understand this episode. I even watched it twice. I... I understood it, but there's a lot going on. Or, or, I, or maybe I should say I thought there was more happening than there really was. But at the same time, maybe there's more layers to it that I didn't realize. I mean, I mean, I know that makes, doesn't make any sense, but that's what I felt like. It was this very odd feeling when he, because William and his group of friends, like him and Dolores and Logan, they all go to this real, like super real raw town. And Logan's kind of explaining that the main town that we saw before, the what is it, Stillwater, Sweetwater, one of the fuck something water is like this Disneyland version. It's like this cookie cutter, like here's the old West town. Here it is. There's, Oh, there's the saloon. <laughs> and there's the grain factory where you buy your grains. And here's the, uh, here's the newspaper outlet. And there's where you go when you want to get your dick sucked. Oh, go up here and there. Oh, here's Maeve. You can go here, suck your dick. Yep, yep, yep. Old West. Like that's, that's what it's saying. The old town is. And this is more like you, it feels more real because it doesn't feel like old West. It feels like dark and dingy and like, Oh, there's some filthy shit happening here. And it's not made for people who are just there to vacation. It's like, uh, it's like being in a really hipster record store. You're not at Best Buy and they're not going to treat you like it. You might get the middle finger from an employee. And if you touch them too long, you might get like some sort of, uh, I don't want to say HIV. I want to say like hep C you might, we don't know. It's a risk. It's what you got to take. You know, you never know. Anyway, um, Logan says a line where he's like, he's talking about how the company, the Westworld company is hemorrhaging cash and how his company's debating buying them. 
And I was like, that's a major fucking clue. It, it really feeds into that theory that William is the younger version of Ed Harris's character, Man in Black. And, and Man in Black is, within itself, another hint because he's not named. If his name was like Dwayne, you'd be like, well, clearly William doesn't become Dwayne because why the fuck would he? Why would he choose Dwayne, first of all? And then, B, they both have names. That's dumb that he would change it. But when one isn't named, and you're like, all right, yeah, it's probably just him. I'll just go ahead with a fan theory. I this is, I don't really believe in fan theories. I do believe the Ferris Bueller Day Off one where he wasn't real, only because it amuses the shit out of me. Um, but I this one I actually believe is what they're going to do. Well, f- it's a theory that we can prove true or not. You know, it will become one of the other. One or the other, not of the other. That doesn't make sense. One or the other will happen. So when it doesn't happen and they reveal something else, like if he meets Ed Harris, that's it. And if he doesn't meet Ed Harris and they reveal that he is Ed Harris, I, I don't, that's not a theory anymore. They're just, it's, they're guessing. The fan theories after the fact are what are stupid. Like when the series is over and like 20 years later, they're like, oh, I think this is what really happened. And you're like, oh, fuck you. Who fucking cares? Like Harry Potter has a million of them. This is something that's ongoing and it's kind of like, I think this is what's going to happen. It's, that sort of fan theory is interesting to me. <sighs> I don't know where I was going with that. The uh, um, basically they say that the man in black says Arnold killed himself. No, uh, Logan says that the um, Arnold killed himself basically, and uh, the mystery. He's like the mystery of Arnold is there's not even a photo of him. I'm like, ooh, we got ourselves a conspiracy. We got ourselves the show setting up something that's going to be revealed in a secret. Maybe he's maybe Logan's. No, that doesn't make sense. He can't be him. I don't know. Maybe the man, maybe uh, Arnold's been there the whole fucking time as a different robot. Who knows? I don't know. I kind of don't care about that, really. I'm more interested in what Ed Harris is doing and what he's looking for. I'm curious where they're going with that. And then, um, okay, and I brought this up before, I think, in the last episode of this show. Um, thank, quick, quick. Quick mention of the, uh, I, I just mentioned the conspiracy theory, or fan theory, rather. It's not a conspiracy theory. I don't think the Illuminati is behind this or anything. But if William is the man in black, then why is Dolores already hearing his old voice, his old voice when she's with William? She's hearing his old voice in a scene which, from a scene where, where the man in black locks, locks her in the, uh, the shed, the barn, which doesn't happen for 30 years, according to this fucking theory, or 35 years. So how the fuck is she hearing his voice? Is he a time traveling um, visitor? I don't. I don't. And what? I don't. Unless they're saying she's hearing voices, but it's not that voice yet. It's it's a different voice right now. Maybe it's the voice of Arnold. I don't know. It seems like Arnold and the Man in Black know how to invade your mind. I would think they're the, they're the same person, but Arnold um, Ed Harris has a line about you know you know Arnold dying. But I, I what the fuck ever. Moving on. Um, the man in black has Teddy, he's with Lawrence, um, he's realizing Teddy's dying, and uh, for some reason he's of vital importance to the man in black, so he does this thing where he sets Lawrence down, or he sets both of them down, he's like, Lawrence is like, he's not looking so well, he's gonna die, loss of blood, yep, and then he's like, well, I tried to try Lawrence, but I can't do anymore, and he kills him, and then he hangs him up from a tree and drains his blood into a bag, and then he gives it to Teddy, which, thank God they don't show, because that would have been weird. And then the kid is there to get water, and it's the kid that Anthony Hopkins is talking to, who uh, who I think is little baby Anthony Hopkins, or maybe Anthony Hopkins' son. I don't know what the fuck ever. Something to do with Anthony Hopkins and his 
and a child. Weird. I don't know where they're going with that. The Man in Black, um, yeah, but he kills him and then gives the blood to him. They move on. Um, there's this weird lab guy. There's Like I said, there's a lot of weird stuff in this episode that uh, they start to set up a lot. Of, this is like a setup episode where they start setting up a bunch of shit. The, um, but there's a weird lab guy. Um, this Asian guy, I forget what his fucking name is. They say it later. I, I don't remember. She, he's fixing Maeve because she died again. I, th- I assume at the end of the last episode when her and Hector, I believe his name is, when they're on the safe and then you see the door blow open or start to blow open, you, I think, I assume they both die after that because she did get, you know, cut the fuck open by him on, on her own. She kind of committed suicide if that's the case. Anyway, he's fixing her. Because she died, and then he's he walks over to a cabinet and he's just like mm, and reaches up on the top shelf and touches this bird, little bird in a dish, and then he that's the end of the scene. I'm like, what the fuck was that? Just like, there we go, still there, okay. And he and that's it. And I was like, what the fuck was that? That was that was interesting. I don't know where they're going with that. Oh, the man in black he wakes Teddy up, and then he kind of get he he has to get him interested enough to want to live. So he tell, starts telling the story about Wyatt and how he's going to kill more people. And he's like, yeah, that got you going. So they start to leave. And then basically, because he just gave him all the blood, he looks, Teddy looks like shit, by the way. He looks like absolute dog shit. He looks atrociously bad. It's, it's kind of comical how bad he looks, but it's, it's also fits for it. It's awesome. Um, there's this weird parade where all the Indians are walking by. Um, Dolores sees herself. In the, in the parade, and then she's like, what the fuck? And then it goes back to that line she had earlier about how there's two versions of her. I don't know what the fuck that means. She, I think she thinks it's supposed to be like her subconscious. I know she doesn't really have one, but it's like that, that in the viscerals sort of thing where it's not real and the, uh, what's his fucking name? Bernard talks about it, how it's, this is, it's their subconscious, but they, they just explain it to them by saying it's dreams. It's not real. I think she, some reason there's another version of her in there. I'm I'm sure it's something to do with Arnold, and then eventually the Man in Black. I think they're going to get around to explaining that eventually. Hopefully by the season's end, which, you know, not much left. They kind of have to hurry up here. Only ten episodes a season, and it's fascinating. But I don't know how they're going to explain everything, and have us. They have to have a fascinating, or not fascinating, a satisfying enough ending to the season, but still have questions open that make you really want to watch season two. And that's a really hard thing to do with only ten episodes. Game of Thrones does it, but Game of Thrones, you're you're hooked on it, and then it doesn't. They're not as interested as luring you in. Still, this is the first season, and it's not based on anything other than the movie. But that it's not even really even the movie. So they have to. Th- it's the, the lost problem. Lost would come up with nonsense and be like, "Here we go. Here it'll keep the the audience coming back." And you're like, "I really don't care how that ends. I'll be honest." But I, I mean, I'm five seasons in. I might as well watch the last one. You know, I'm. Fuck. I guess that should be the tagline. Lost. Ah, fuck it. I guess I'll keep watching. That should be it. Put that below it. Make me a poster. Send it to loaderwarnerland at gmail.com. I'll post it on the website. Anyway. Um, so what the, I don't even know where I was anymore. <sighs> she's at the parade. She sees herself, can't reach herself. 
It's this annoying fucking dream thing that we... I've had a million dreams like this where you're trying to run, but you can't. It feels like she's trying to reach herself, and it feels very dreamlike. She's, like, trying to run through the crowd, but the crowd just happens to be blocking her. It's fucking irritating. It's like being in a video game where the the non... The NPCs won't move, and you're just like, fucking... God, he's just blocking my path. And I paid money for the game. Why are you, why are you in my way? I'm like, you should just not exist when I go to walk past you. Why are you blocking me? I feel like whenever I play Fallout 4, it's people blocking the door to my bedroom when I go to... I'm trying to make it to my bed to, you know, go to sleep to regenerate my health, and this motherfucker standing in the doorway, or there's, like, a random Brahmin just suddenly fucking loads in my bedroom on my bed. That's literally happening in the game, and it's infuriating the fuck out of me. That's what it feels like in this, where you're just trying to get something, but you can't, and you're just just right there. Just let me... I can't move because I'm in mud for some fucking reason. I can't... It's... it's. I'm sinking in quicksand, which I thought was going to be a much bigger deal. I haven't seen a quicksand scene in a movie in 20 years, but I saw 1,000 of them in six... In, in seriously, 1,000 movies, obviously. I'm assuming there's one per movie. But I've seen 1,000 of them within a five-year span, and then nothing after that. I would... I just want to see a good quicksand scene nowadays. I, I, they don't make them anymore. It's all CGI shit. They don't do real things like quicksand, which I'm pretty sure don't even exist, to, and at least to the extent they did in the movies, when it was like... Don't move, because the more you move, the more you sink. And the more you sink, the more I sink. And that's going to piss me off. Like the clever dialogue when they're drowning, they got to be witty. Some fucking reason that someone throws them a snake instead of a branch. And they're like, oh, do I want to die or do I want to touch a snake? Because I'm a, I'm a fucking idiot. Oh, my God. I, I think I just described like an Indiana Jones scene. Like one, maybe out of the new one. I don't know. Uh, that sounds so dumb, and I've only seen that movie once. The uh, Chris... Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, right? That it might be out of it, and I don't know. I just thought it was so stupid that maybe I just assumed that was the cliche, and it's out of the one movie. I don't fucking know. That movie's terrible. Anyway, I'm way off topic because I cannot focus at this time of day. I'm more of a morning person. Almost every episode I record, by the way, um, this is kind of I meant to sound weird, is early morning. I'm I'm a morning person. I I'm not. A, I I mean I stay up late, but I'm not a. I don't, I'm realizing right now I'm a wandering late night talker where I cannot fucking stay focused on anything, and it's real fun. I'm sure it's real interesting for you to listen to me wander about. I'm halfway through my notes right now, by the way. Oh, man. I need to get back on focus. Okay, so the man in... Uh, blah, 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 I already talked about that. Uh, so, the Ford. He talks to Dolores. He's talking to her. I don't understand. I mentioned this in the last episode how... Bernard is talking to Dolores, but she's also with William. How the fuck is he talking to her? It's the exact same thing. He's talking, Ford's talking to Dolores. I don't understand when he's doing it because she is totally with different people in the world. And maybe she, he takes her away in the night. I don't know. Maybe she's not really there. He's just doing it. And this is how we see it. I don't know. It's very frustrating to me. It might not be to anybody else, but it is to me. I find it very confusing visually it's 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 very annoying so the lab guy he tries the one i said is very weird and touching the bird he's trying to revive this bird and his partner comes in and his partner is a total asshole to him he's like dude what are you doing like you're a fucking lab guy like we extract things we don't do that you're not a scientist you're not a regenerator or what the fuck i don't i'm making up terms for the company but like they all have their different departments and they only do that one thing and he's like you'll never be that you're only going there he's like a bully he's like you're never going to go anywhere with your life you're a real piece of shit there 
Sylvester. I don't remember his fucking name. It's something weird. Point is, he's just like really putting him down. I just looked down. There's a guy named Sylvester. Is that really him? I swear to God, I did not read that before. Nope, different guy. That would have been awesome. That would have been very convenient. But anyway, he's just like really putting him down. He's like, oh, it's Felix, by the way. His name is Felix. He's like, you're never going to do that. What do you, you need to quit now. He's like a fucking movie villain. It was so weird. And then he just revives the bird, catches it, and he put, has to put it back to sleep because he's like, fine, your speech, your speech swayed me. I'm nothing. Ugh. Okay, there's a big clue that this is of a different time period. Um, is that Lawrence, who just got killed and hung up for blood? This is the next day, but it's in a strange. He he. The next day he's in this town. He's in this strange town, and he's just there. Um, he's in the same same town as Logan and William, which is not the town he was in before, I assume. And since they saved Slim in the last episode, they asked to meet his friends, the Confederados. Um, and he's like, yeah, you can do that, but you got to steal some nitro from these union soldiers. And I'm like, what the fuck? I, that's fine. I don't, we don't have allegiances. We're fine. We'll do that. And I'm like, this is a major hint that he's just suddenly there. Like I get that they, you know, at the night they fix him and they put him back in the world, but this is put back in the world in a different, they didn't fix his wife and put him back with his wife. They didn't fix it. You know what I mean? They're, they just suddenly put him back in there in a different place. And they don't do that. And if they did, they would mention it. And it's just its just a major hint for me. I don't know about you. I don't know you. I pretend like I do. Although I do i do spy on you. I don't know your inner thoughts. So it's hard to see inner thoughts when you're watching someone through binoculars. But I, I do my best. And I, I, I mean, I guess I put it right down in my notebook, uh, which is bound in flesh. The, they steal the nitro in this scene. and But shit goes wrong, obviously, because Westworld. And <clears throat> they... Um, Logan gets taken, you know, the guy starts, guy tackles him. One of the Union soldiers tackles, tackles him, starts choking him. Um, William has to kill all of them, eventually saves his friend. And I was like, they're choking Logan eh, to death, I assume. I assume they're going to choke him to death because why, what would stop them? Why wouldn't they choke him to death? I, if they're going to choke him at all, they're going to choke him to death. What's, is there coding that's like, you choke him three quarters of the way to death. And then you just fall over dead for some reason. Maybe exhaustion from choking. Maybe heat, heat stroke. Either way, you fall over dead because we can't have you killing people. So for some reason, like I said, three quarters of the way through, you have to find a reason to to go, okay, and done choking. That seemed real enough. You good? You good? You're, I'm going to let you go. It doesn't make sense. If you're going to, don't choke at all. How about that? Maybe don't talk at all. It doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. I'm sorry. So Lawrence brings him back, and he gives the nitro to the Confederados, and he offers him, he's like, oh, since you guys are came all this way, how about I give you this? And he brings out these naked women, but they're all painted gold, like fucking doc, Goldfinger. I almost said Dr. No, but obviously it's Goldfinger because, you know, gold. And I was like, no thanks. I don't want women that are covered in gold paint. It's like the same reason I don't like women that are wear lipstick. It's just like, oh no, I don't want that all over me. So no, I'm good. You go ahead and, I don't know, if you want to rub one out thinking about it, I don't know. I don't know how into this you are. It seems like if you're being offered a, as a prize, you're not too into this. So maybe just no. Just no then. You don't have to do anything. I don't care. I'm, I mean, I'll, I'll look at you, but I, I don't want to touch you. 
it's like a supermodel where you're like, eh, this is a big fake titties. I don't, not a supermodel model, but like a porn star where you're like, I don't want to touch you, but you know, I guess I'll look. I'm like, what's the harm in looking? A touch? Oh, no, I don't want to touch. No, 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 no. Those are gross. Those are just, those are bigger than my head. I don't want to, I feel like I'm going to pop one and it's just going to be like this weird uh, bukkake of silicone. I don't want that. I don't, uh, no, thank you. Just, I'll jerk off from over here. Thank you. Oh, no, no, you can just keep your top off. I'll be over here. So, um, staying on topic, Elsie is a behavior scientist. She's a behavioral scientist, I guess. Specialist? I wrote specialist, but I said scientist twice. That was weird. And she's helping the waiter <clears throat> in the last episode learn how to pour um, into a carafe of whatever the fuck. I think it was just water at that point. And he's missing. And she's like, come on, dude. I'm going to have to scrap you for parts. And she's like, what a waste of your talents. And the whole scene, there's just this big, huge black cock just hanging down. And it is massive. And I would assume it's real. The actor's naked. I don't. Maybe he's Marky Marking it, but Marky Mark was wearing pants when he did that thing in Boogie Nights. I don't. I would have to assume it's the actor's dong, and I gotta say, kudos, actor. Kudos. Kudos to your giant dick. The focus of the scene was your giant dick. It's that giant. So, kudos. I just wanna say that. And I, I'm curious about. I, I, I'm glad I wasn't there, but I'm kinda curious if there was like an audition process for the like. And it sounds just like the, the most shady bullshit ever in the trade magazines or the. Or, um, fucking social media however the fuck they requested wherever they they put out their uh casting calls where it was just like looking for black male actor um i don't know six feet four inches thin um you you gotta have at least a 17 inch cock by the way and it's gotta be girthy as fuck it has to be as thick around as the carafe of orange juice that you're pouring Uh, it wasn't orange juice but but it's just like that's the focus of the scene. And I was like, okay, this is weird. Elsie is fucked up. She's weird. Um, this uh, While they're having this scene, the stray is wheeled past her from the last episode, the one that crushed his head with a rock. And she she goes into these one guys. She makes a threat to one of the lab guys who because he fucked a, dead, he fucked a robot, I guess. I don't know. He's in the necrophilia with robots. And I was like, how is it necrophilia if it's a robot? Okay, whatever. I, I understand the idea. It's my um, slippery slope. I don't really believe slippery slopes, but I also kind of think if you're willing to gut a deer and hang it up and remove organs and skin it and remove the meat and like that's not that far off from doing that to a human. I kind of I really do believe that at heart. If you can go through with it at all, what's the difference at that point? But I mean, the murder is the different thing. But the skinning and the gutting and the killing and the not the killing the uh, the rest of it though is basically the same thing. So if you're, I understand that they're just robots, and if you fuck one and then you kill it, that's that's allowed in this world. But if you kill it and then you fuck it, I get that it's the exact same thing because it's just a robot. It's just a piece of whatever. It's not real. It it doesn't know or feel or it. I mean, even if it thinks it does, it doesn't. And that's where the show's about for some reason. Even though I don't agree because robots are robots. Fuck them. I don't care. Fuck whatever you got to do. Fuck what, I don't fucking care. Fuck it wherever. Make new holes. Fuck it there. I don't care. Like David Cross said. But the point is, it's not that far off from doing it in real life if you're fucking the dead ones. Because I think at that point, it's the point that they're dead is what gets you off. If that's the case. If it was the case in this guy of this one's hot and it looks real, but I can't afford to go to the park even though I have employee discounts, which they explicitly state in the show. 
if it's that's that's more into it, then that's different. But he still is going through the process of fucking something he believes to be dead. He you, have, you believe the fantasy when you're fucking. Otherwise, what's the point of doing it? So he's kind of he has to be into it, right? I mean, I just talked myself out of my own opinion, which is you know how thought process works and how you should really focus on you know politics and shit. But the point is, I I uh, it's weird. She she. Uh, she basically blackmails him and was like, hey, I won't show this video if you let me in to see the stray guy. Because I want to know what the fuck happened. I want to look into his body. He's like, all right, fine. And he does. He does. She goes in there. She starts looking over his body. She finds this weird thing in his wrist, and she pulls it out. And it, she, it, she reveals that it's a transmitter inside the robot. And she talks to... What the fuck did she talk to? Did she talk to Ford? Did she, no, she talked to uh, Bernard, right? And she's like somebody's stealing or sending out signals to the world. She's like letting to the outside. They're sending something. She doesn't know what yet. Obviously you can't find out unless they find a way to intercept whatever the fuck that thing is. The transmitter. I don't know how to do that. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not the guy in the van in those movies. I feel like this episode is really long by the way. And I kind of apologize. I'm going to wrap it up here in a few minutes. Inside one of the crazy, inside the, the crazy town that we saw, William, Logan, Dolores, they're all there. It's a crazy whorehouse. Dolores, um, she sees like this weird gypsy lady and it's, it's this weird, stupid, you're not one person thing. Who fucking cares? She leaves. She sees Lawrence swapping out what's in the nitro with alcohol, I think. And they get all freaked out. Um, William doesn't like. There's this weird thing where they're tossing the nitroglycerin bottles outside, like, and like it's fun, and then they drop it, and then they're like, wait for it to blow up, and it doesn't, and they're like, wait, they swapped it out. That's when they realize it. It's a big gunfight, and I'm like, motherfucker, I don't care if it blew up. You kind of deserve it at that point. I, it's, it's hot potato with a real, real danger. It's playing hot potato with a fucking grenade. And being like, one of us is going to get blown up. And that is going to be fun. Who's <laughs> another drink? Ah. Like, oh my God, I don't understand. But there's a gun shootout. Um, Logan gets taken by some guys. Um, he doesn't, William doesn't help at all. And Logan kind of smiles at him. And I was like, oh, he's like happy. He's happy. He's finally becoming a thug. And then Dolores comes up to him, and she's like, we need to go now. And then William's like, I, he doesn't like that the place strips you down to something raw, animalistic, primal. And that's literally a line for line what he says, or word for word what he says. And I understand that. It's, it's this weird thing where they want to fuck you up. Like, he thinks everything is designed to just ruin you as a person. And because that's what Logan is. And if you're not a psychopath, it's hard not to see it that way. I understand it. It's, uh, I mean, I'm a psychopath, like I said, uh, skin, skin journal. But I, I understand what he's saying. Um, they, a bunch of guys come up with guns. He's about to, about to kill William, I think, even though, yeah, we can't. But Dolores kills them all. And I was like, okay, because the man in black told her to, or I would have to assume. I don't remember what he says, but... They run away. They get on a train. On the train, they find Lawrence. There's a map on the casket, the one from inside the skull that the Man of Black found way earlier in the in the season. I think it was episode two. It's that one where it's like this kind of circleish thing, and it looks like a, looks like a puzzle. I don't know, but there's a. I don't know how many, how many people notice this, and I don't know. I don't think I'm like the only one who noticed it, obviously. But there's a shot of Dolores. And she's sitting there, and then they show William and Lawrence have a shot. They start having, a, or they start sharing a flask, and they're in the background. 
and you see them, and you see her looking at the casket, and it starts the camera starts you know, zooming in on her, starts getting closer and closer, and then it like pulls back out, and when it pulls back out, they're on the different angle, the other side of her, and William and Lawrence are no longer there. They're just gone. They're not in the shot. And I was like, I had to rewind it. And I was like, wait, the the camera didn't. And I was like, maybe it's a different side. I was like, nope, that's the side they were on. Definitively, that is the side they're on. And they are gone just within seconds. So this is when you get into another theory. And I don't know where you want to go with that. It seems like if they're not going to do the William is a younger version of him it's maybe she's doing this now in real time but she's doing it thinking that they're there she's really doing it solo she's going crazy on her own she did she just thinks they're there she the man in black implanted this old memory of him into her i don't know both can be true it just means that they weren't there during this time i mean she did this on her own i i don't know where you want to go with that i really don't i haven't really thought about it too much because I'll leave the weird conspiracy theories to other people. I'm more in the... I do want to analyze it, and I do, I'm do. i like curious what that means. But also, I don't want to spoil it for myself, if that makes sense. I just want to be like, hey, we'll see, we'll see where that goes. And that's as far as I need to go with it. Because otherwise, I don't want to sit there and be like, this means this, or it's this. And like, oh, no, I guess it meant this. And it's like, oh, no, maybe that's just... Uh, what are we doing here? It seems like oh, we're just playing a game. Anyway... The Teddy looks like pure shit, like I said. The man in black has a couple drinks at this bar. He doesn't want company. Ford joins him out of nowhere, and he's like, oh, what do I owe this pleasure to? He's like, the man in black has a line where he says, I always thought this place was missing a real villain. That's my contribution. And they they talk and they talk, and Ford asks the man in black why he doesn't just ask him about the truth. And he's like, the man in black says, the man he has to ask for the truth has been dead for 35 years. And he's like, he almost took this place with him if it weren't for me. And I was like, the William, William must kill Arnold at the end of this story, right? That's how this one ends. Eventually it leads to Arnold. He has to kill him. I assume that's where it's going. But while he's killing him, maybe he realizes he shouldn't have. Maybe he realizes there's way more than he thinks. Maybe Arnold, absolutely, I assume Arnold's going to reveal a shit ton of things to him that he's like, oh, blows his fucking mind open, but it's too late. He already killed him or stabbed him or shot him or the fuck ever. I don't know. So he's going to be forced into it because William doesn't really seem to want to do that shit. So who knows? Maybe this opens up his animalistic side, his, his primal side, as he states or stated. This is past tense at this point in both the review and the show. Anyway. He's like, maybe I should just ask or do take it from you. And he grabs a knife and goes, like, I know he wasn't really going to, but he's going to, he grabbed the knife to go stab Ford and fucking Teddy springs to life and grabs a knife by the blade. Basically, all the robots are designed to protect Ford. That's like their primal, that's the thing that, it's like their number one. It's like the Isaac Asimov thing, the, uh, like, do not harm human beings. That's your number one. And then number two is do not talk about Fight Club. Do not talk about it, guys. Just stop talking about it. Why are we? I can't believe I even said that. How do you? How do you tell someone not to talk about Fight Club without talking about Fight Club? I don't fucking get it. That doesn't make sense to me. That's a, it's a real conundrum. So he can't stab him. Blah blah blah. The and then he cut back to the lab guy, the weird guy. The uh, I forgot. I forget his name. I already shut the page down. 
um, Felix, right? He's fixing the bird. He gets it going. It starts flapping around. He's super fucking excited. And then he's like, yeah, and turns back around. And then Maeve is st- sitting up. She was, she was asleep before. She's sitting up holding the bird. And she's like, I think it's time we had a chat, Felix. And she knows his fucking name. And I was like, she's aware of what's happening. She's pretending to be dead. I think it's what really happened. I would have to assume. Otherwise, what are we doing? I don't know. I'm noticing Thandie Newton, big fan of being topless. Just a big fan. Doesn't seem like most, I think I would be like hesitant. Be like, I'll do it. But, you know, what's, uh, you know, you, you get the actor in the robe and you're like, I'll take it off for the scene. And then the second it's over, I'll put it back on between takes. And, we'll, you know, if you have to relight, I'll take it off and I'll leave. Because I do not. I think she's just like, yeah, I'll be topless. And then, oh, do no, I don't want to wear no robes. I'll just this is my day. I'll show. I'll drive here topless. I'll be here topless. I'll do this topless. And for a woman who she has a nice body, I'll say that. But her face looks like she would have a bad body. It looks like she would have a a really th- too thin body. Does that make sense? Like an underweight body. But her body's her body. Her body's kicking. I'll say that. I, I'll, I'm I'm going to be very polite because that's what I feel. I don't know why I said that. It's it's not the body I expected when you see her face. And not to say she isn't pretty. It's just she looks like she would have a really, ooh, like, seeing ribs and shit and, like, no boobs. And it just her face looks like that because she's a very, very thin face. And then you see her body, you're like, wow, that's not what I, I don't want to be, like, super fucking sexist here. I just, this is not what I expected. That's all I'm trying to say. And it's not what I expected in a good way. There's nothing wrong with complimenting someone if they're going to show, you know, if they're going to drop titty, they're going to drop titty. I also complimented the guy's dick. So, you know, who's the real sexist here? I'm going to go back and look at that guy's dick. I got some things to think about here. So I'm going to do that. So until next time, in the meantime, I'm Phoenix, uh, Phoenix Big Black Cock West. Just thinking about that. Go to uh, youtube.com slash large black dick. I mean, um, Lordy Wonderland. And subscribe to that huge, um, huge YouTube page. That that throbbing YouTube page, just just amazing page, guys. I just want to like, uh, if I could have that whole page in me, I would. I would just want that whole page in me. I gotta get going. So, like I said, until next time. In the meantime, I am and was and always will be. Until I die, and even then, someone will etch it on something in stone, which will be immediately taken down like a statue of Saddam Hussein, I assume. Phoenix West. So long, says.